What's up, everybody out there on the internet? This is episode 66, Whoa. I think. 66 episodes into this PlayStation podcast, I am your guy, Frank, and as you can see, I'm in the same room as my best bud here, Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing today? I am doing mighty fine. How are you? You know, I'm tired. We've, we've had a few days of E3 now. Oh yeah, E3 happened. Yeah. Just, just to put this out there, uh, E3 just happened, which is why you might see this podcast a little bit early, actually, this week. We decided to just record right away and uh, get it up when it gets up, probably sometime Wednesday, no, Tuesday, Tuesday, sometime, sometime. you'll see this episode before our normal, normal posting time, and man. Sony literally just ended, like, I don't know, 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Probably. But we're going to run down third parties first. Yes, we're going to go down third parties first. And why don't we get started with where E3 started with EA stuff. Yeah. Um, EA, of course, having their separate event away from the other conferences starting early on Saturday. Correct. Which I'm not sure how I feel about E3 getting an extended stay. <laughs> I don't know either. I kind of like that that excitement of just conference after conference. Mm-hmm. On a Monday, but I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it for EA and Microsoft. They, especially Microsoft, they wanted the conversation to definitely be about them for a longer period of time. And EA, you know, they they had some good things to say, but they traditionally don't. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they're kind of out of stuff to talk about, so they, you know, move to a different time. So yeah, it it also makes sense. Maybe they just don't feel like paying the fee to get into E three. I don't know. Maybe they're like, hey, we can just throw our own event. Why but, not? But I'm sure it's also expensive to throw yeah. our own event. <laughs> yeah, so EA uh, went on Saturday, and I mean, I'd say it was a better than normal EA press conference. Absolutely. It was, it was I, I think there were some goofy things, but uh, the games they showed were really, really good. Uh, they started off Madden NFL 18's getting a story mode. Um, which seems like it could be cool. I mean, they said that this is the most innovative Madden they've done in a decade, which, one, admits that they don't innovate as much as they probably should, and two, that is probably a true statement. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and they cock-teased me with my Tom Brady uh, yeah. prediction. They had a marching line of Tom Brady jersey-wearing motherfuckers, and they didn't summon a Brady. Nope, not at all. Uh, Battlefield 1's getting... Uh, what eight six new maps coming here very soon there's mm-hmm. uh, new maps uh, that are night maps which are at nighttime that uh seem neat and then they had, they talked about the new expansion called in the name of the czar which is going to bring some interesting stuff like women's battalion deeper uh customization and all that stuff uh in september they said mm-hmm. um they said there's going to be a more competitive, smaller Battlefield 1 experience that they're going to talk about at Gamescom in August. So instead of actually talking about it at E3, which is, you know, the biggest show of the year, they're mm-hmm. just going to, you know, tease you until August, which is kind of lame in my opinion. I mean, I think what they're doing now, like, they probably have a tactical reason for this. Maybe they looked at, like, the numbers, like, where people are playing their games, and maybe, maybe it has a larger audience in Europe. Maybe. Could be true. And they also... Uh, probably want to keep the, 
you know, the the talk of in buzz around Battlefield One going for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Looked all like it could be pretty cool. Um, they had the men on blaze, men in blazers on stage talk about FIFA 18, which is getting that story mode from last year called Journey Hunter Returns, which has Alex Hunter from last year's thing. I mean, I'm not a FIFA guy, so neither am I anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, Need for Speed Payback got a a nice gameplay demo. Looks mm-hmm. very fast and the Furious like. Seemed like they were taking some elements of Burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the takedowns, that that kind of deal. Uh, yeah. They didn't. I don't think the way they're executing the takedowns are something that I like, yeah. especially the multiple hits, having meters for your takedowns. I feel like that's that's really just not something I want to see on my screen. I want to just know, like when I take them down, I'll know. I don't want to know how much more I need to do to take them down. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, I mean, it's it, this is the most excited I've been for Need for Speed in a long time i haven't played mm-hmm. one since most wanted i'm not saying i'm going to play this game but it does look intriguing to me yeah need for so. speed has always had it had a certain personality to it and mm-hmm. i feel like th- this is a game where that personality is actually going to shine just the way that they're approaching like you're stealing cars all, all this i'm not sure exactly what the story is behind it but apparently you have this crew who's working together to steal some cars sounds like fast and the furious yeah definitely and when they uh talked about you know, leading into this demo, they had some YouTuber up there, which I'm blanking on his name. I apologize, but he either one got nervous and actually froze up, or two, the teleprompter was just fucking up on him or something, mm-hmm. and he and he couldn't, he didn't know what to say, type of thing. Which it was a very awkward thing mm-hmm. at first, and then they got you know the executive producer, and things got a lot better from there. But uh, yeah, that was that was definitely awkward, and you, and uh, you know. Not knowing the story behind that, you kind of sit there and go, well, you know, it's EA. They usually mm-hmm. have goofy things like this a lot, so I don't know. And also, I don't mean to mean any offense to YouTubers, but there are professionals that you hire to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. The Hazelight, which is the guys that made um, Brothers of Tale Two Sons, or developers from that game, announced their new game called A Way Out, which is a co-op-only game, either online or split-screen, and it is kind of a story-based game, I guess, and action and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they said early 2018 for this, um, you know, they they showed some interesting stuff saying there's multiple ways to go about things. You know, one one player could be in a cutscene while the other one is walking around trying to figure out the situation you know, to, to help the other character out or something like that. It seems like it could be pretty cool. I mean, you said this game didn't really do anything yeah, for you. Though. See, this game isn't doing anything for me because, A, it's hard for us to, like, organize a time to play games extensively together. Like, occasionally, like, what we do is, like, hey, we send out a text. We're like, hey, anyone up for a game tonight? And it usually just ends up in being a multiplayer game because that's the easiest thing to just group up and everyone gets to play together. It's just... I don't really have any one-on-one time with anyone else to, just to play a co-op game, and it seems like I won't be able to enjoy this game unless I know the other who's on the other side. Yeah. If this game turns out well, I would definitely make time to play it with, with you. Because mm-hmm. I really I have high hopes for this game. It was definitely a highlight from EA's conference, maybe the highlight for me. So mm. we'll see how, how that turns out. Um... Then uh, 
they revealed Bioware's new IP, Anthem, which they only showed a trailer at this conference and then teased it like, check out Microsoft's conference tomorrow. Um, we watched Microsoft, so we might as well just talk about it here. Mm-hmm. Anthem looks incredible and is definitely the game that I am most excited about coming out of this year's E3 so far. Yes. It so it's it seems like if it's four player co-op, you play as, you know, mercenaries, you get mech suits, uh, you can fly around in them, you can get down on the ground, you can go in the ocean, there's weather effects. Um, and it seemed like when you're out of your mech suits, which is where most of the time's gonna be spent with combat and all that stuff, all that stuff the combat looked cool. Um, it was first person. Yes. Which was interesting. The facial animations looked really good. Yeah, the character models were like yeah. spot on. Yeah, and the world just looked incredible. And, mm-hmm. and you know, to me, it's it's yes, it's it's Bioware and it's EA chasing a little bit more of that Destiny stuff of a cooperative experience uh, that has a new, interesting sci-fi world that you might come back to over and over and over and over and over again, which makes sense for them to chase. To me, it just looked awesome. Yes, I, I and I know it's E three, and you know that you you get a lot of things from E three that don't end up being what uh, the final product is. But I have high expectations for this game. They said next year for it. Well, we'll we'll see if they deliver it next year. I I have my doubts, and they are well founded based on what we what we know of these online games that they try to put yeah. out. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if they try to go with like a whole living world kind of thing where like they keep putting updates on this game, support it as like a game, games as a service kind of deal. If they, if yeah. they approach it that way with this game, we still don't know those kinds of details about it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked our, you know, we were watching it and all of us were fairly impressed by what we were seeing. And I'm like, I said, I can see why, EA and Bioware moved Mass Effect Andromeda to their Montreal studio. And then you were like, yeah, but it kind of pisses me off because of what could could have been. You know, if they're creating Anthem like this, then, you know, what mass what could have, you know, be of Mass Effect Andromeda if Edmonton would have kept making it, mm-hmm. which, which was interesting. But it looks good, man. Very, very good. NBA Live 18 got some stuff. It's going to be a game called The One. I say uh, let's just move on because honestly, I mean NBA Live, they keep trying. I, you know, applaud them for trying, but 2K just has that market. They have those games down. Now, like if you're gonna come back, man, you gotta have something a little bit more compelling. Yeah, definitely. Um, Star Wars Battlefront Two is what they ended with with a very very long presentation of the game. Um, they played a full multiplayer match and they talked about a lot of stuff that we kind of already knew. To be honest with you, no season pass. All the DLC is free for the multiplayer. There's going to be themed content drops. The first one, December, which will be based off of The Last Jedi. You'll be able to play Finn and Captain Phasma from those. Um, they talked, you know, they started off acknowledging that there were shortcomings from the first game. And campaign was a big emphasis but then they didn't show any of the campaign mm-hmm. really. They had the the actress up there from the the female lead that's going to be in the campaign talking about it, but 
didn't show much of the campaign. It was a very multiplayer focused showing, uh, mm-hmm. which they showed a multiplayer match called Assault on Theed, which was on Naboo from the prequels. There was droids. There was Darth Maul. It looked super intense. I enjoyed what I saw, but I wanted to see campaign. I just don't get why they didn't double down on mm-hmm. the campaign because that's what people really want out of this game right now. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, it, it, I feel like they were... They kind of missed the mark there. They're like Multiplayer, sure, that's cool. You can show a multiplayer montage. You don't need to show an entire match. Um, you don't... like. They had like these three people up there commentating on the match throughout and giving details on the game. Yeah, that's fine. That's a fine way to present the game, but maybe do half of that and maybe just show show us a little bit more about the story. What is the story even going to be? We don't we don't know what the story is. We know what really. the story is, but we don't know what you're actually going to be doing in it. Besides a few things that they said, like you'll be playing Luke Skywalker and you might mm-hmm. have a droid and stuff, but like. What is that stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, like how are the missions structured? Are they just, like, yeah? Is it going to be a tight, close quarters game? Are you going to mm-hmm. be utilizing vehicles and that kind of stuff? Like, right? Who knows? Yeah, like we know the multiplayer. We know the multiplayer will be where you'll probably spend the most time. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people out there that just they want a campaign for this game and they will never touch the multiplayer at all. You know, and double down on that. That just seems to make the most sense to me. Um, and you know they talked about a few things they said the game has couch co-op and skirmish mode which skirmish mode in the first game is just the same stuff with bots which that's not couch co-op to me you know yeah it's co-op sure but you know couch co-op to me is story mm-hmm. something like that you know or some type of specific mode for that stuff so kind of lame i mean i'm excited for the game it's looking in in the multiplayer changes with being classes it seems like there's way deeper customization and abilities and stuff that's cool the weapons they said they retooled to have a little bit more skill to them which is great star wars battlefront was way too easy um it's looking very good but i just find their showing in the game to be a little puzzling Mm -hmm. you know that was ea i think EA is pretty. yeah I, i think ea had a solid conference this year yeah I agree. Um, moving on, just to highlight a few things from Microsoft's conference that was uh, third-party focused, um, Assassin's Creed Origins, which also got shown sort of kind of at Ubisoft, but it's probably best to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. It had the biggest showing, so Egypt confirmed. Yes. Um, this game, to me, looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like the Egypt setting fits assassin's creed in a great way uh in terms of exploration they showed boss fights they you know showed that there might be more i guess dungeon type stuff with tombs and there was you know giant snakes and there was horse riding the combat seemed way better than usual there was loot there's a quest system there's upgrades there's leveling and like there was some of that stuff in the past two assassin's creed games but not to this level there's now the navigation bar from like Skyrim or Horizon Zero Dawn at the top of your screen. Uh, I'm super excited. And honestly, this was a big highlight for me being an Assassin's Creed fan. It's very Assassin's Creed. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people got brought in with Black Flag. It was a very different Assassin's Creed game, almost not an Assassin's Creed game. I, this kind of looks like it could be the same way, but it still has some Assassin's Creed tendencies, but maybe they change enough smaller things to make it 
good. I don't know. You're not the biggest Assassin's Creed fan, so did this do anything for you? Um, yeah, it actually did. Uh, I've, I'm more interested in this Assassin's Creed than I was, like, in the previous two, Unity and Syndicate. Um, that's sort of based on what I've seen, like, of the combat. It, the combat seems to be more, like... See, Assassin's Creed before seemed very loose. Like, you, you didn't have much control over your own animations and stuff and this seems seems to be a tighter experience where you can actually control yourself a little bit better manipulate your where you're going around the enemy a little bit more yeah definitely it seems a lot tighter like you need to think a little bit more mm -hmm. that stuff just seems cool to me super excited for this game october 27th is when they said that that will be uh released the new game from 4a studios metro exodus Got revealed on Microsoft stage. I imagine this will probably become a PlayStation 4 as well. Looked cool. Um, it was a definitely uh, spiced up for its presentation, I think. Yeah, a very a very scripted demo. Yeah, but I guess this game's going open world. It looks beautiful. has a lot more color to it and stuff. I don't know. I'm excited. I need to play the Metro games. Dive into them a little bit more. Um, Players Unknown's Battlegrounds is coming first to Xbox. They have that preview program. I imagine this will come to PlayStation 4 eventually. That's a huge uh, thing, I think, for this game. It's huge on PC. It seems like it just gets more and more popular, and bringing it to consoles will only make it one of the biggest games out there. Every, everyone loves chicken dinner, man. Yeah. Um, let's see here. For some other things. Life is Strange. Before yeah. the Storm, which is a three-part prequel starting august 31st you and i got super excited oh when this yeah happened. yeah like i don't think anyone else in here understood but we no. just we just mm, boner city yeah definitely and uh it's going to focus on chloe and um rachel amber rachel yes and uh what's your name ashley birch will not be voicing chloe in this one yeah which is strange maybe I, there, I have a couple of theories. Maybe it's a voice actor strike, but also it might just be that uh, Ashley Birch has other work to do yeah. now that she's doing the Horizon thing. Yeah. Yeah. I She could have just been booked on that. I don't think the voice actor, from what we saw, like a demo on IGN, didn't seem awful. No. But it, there definitely is a difference there for people that played the first game. I, I'm excited for it. They've been talking that Life is Strange is getting a sequel. We figured that's ways off. Did not know this was going to happen. So that was a very awesome surprise announcement of E3. Definitely a highlight. Um, Middle Earth Shadow of War was also shown there, Ooh. which showed the much deeper Nemesis system, showed uh, you know some color in the world, showed a lot of combat, showed another assault on a fortress. Showed some uh, deeper characterization of some of the enemy, some of the orcs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, especially that one orc character they yeah. showed they showed off specifically in this demo mm -hmm. like yeah I, I like i like when they give uh your enemies personality yeah definitely it's they, they had personality they had like a playfulness and cheerfulness to them and it seemed seemed cool i'm excited for this game i mean nothing that they showed uh blew me away but what they showed just kind of reaffirmed of like to me that this game is more you know, Shadow of Mordor, and that's exactly what I want right now. You know, taking it in a deeper direction. So, yeah. I mean, there's some other smaller indie games that Microsoft showed off on their stage that'll probably come to um, PlayStation eventually. 
but not to really talk about them too much. One thing I want to throw out is a conversation here. Microsoft did reveal that the Project Scorpio is now called the Xbox One X. Yes. It launches November 7th for $500. They talked about all their wonderful six teraflops, 12 gigabytes of RAM and all that stuff. Do you think this will have any effect on the console race in terms, not to drill down and be too much of, you know, that type of person, but in terms of sales, in terms of tipping the needle or anything, do you, like what they showed in, in this box being more powerful, do you think it'll do anything in terms of, you know, competition with the PlayStation 4 Pro? I I don't mean to be derogatory in this way, but I think uh, this sort of investment in hardware is sort of a mistake unless you're going to make another generational leap because all this does is take money away from maybe buying a few more studios, maybe like reinforcing some studios to actually make bigger games because what Microsoft is falling behind on is not necessarily their hardware. There wasn't necessarily anything wrong with the Xbox One. It's just that they didn't have the studios backing up the xbox one the way that sony does sony has a lot of great first party studios and excellent third party partnerships and microsoft just they're trying to work on those but i feel like their focus on hardware this year and last year the last couple of years has really uh hurt them because and we're seeing it because we didn't see a single microsoft first party exclusive coming out like this fall except maybe forza yeah uh that yeah definitely in terms of like new stuff like mm-hmm. apparently Super Lucky's Tale is an Xbox exclusive, but that's definitely not going to do anything. That game didn't really look that great anyways. Mm. Um, I, I agree. I, I don't think the Xbox One X will do much to, to really get into to Sony's stuff. I mean, that exclusive gap is huge, and it just gets bigger and bigger, which we'll get to later. And uh, I mean, the out of the three big exclusives that Microsoft has, which is State of Decay, Sea of Thieves, and Crackdown 3, Two of them got delayed to next year. Well, you f- you forgot Ori. Yeah, Ori. And, uh, I mean, there's Forza 7 and stuff. Forza 7, you know, that's great. Those games are great and definitely has a big audience. Crackdown 3 is a launch game for the, for the X. Didn't really look that impressive. No, not at all. Uh, definitely not compared to when they shut it off, what, two, three years ago now? Um, sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, both look fine, but they're delayed out of... To, out of this year to next what do they have Microsoft ended with Anthem which is a smart game to get behind third party wise uh, but it kind of says a lot you know they don't have that exclusive big first party game to get behind and the hardware could be fine but it's a hundred dollars more mm-hmm. you know they're they're back in that same position against PlayStation when the PS4 and Xbox One launched of being a hundred dollars more yes you know, when they launched, it was because of Connect, which isn't, you know, which wasn't that great. Now they have a much more powerful box, but is that enough? You know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That that'll be an it'll be an interesting holiday season when that launches. See how that goes. I, and I, I was you kind of mentioned earlier we were thinking that maybe Sony would launch, uh, cut the price of the Pro by mm-hmm. like fifty dollars or something for that, but they didn't but maybe this holiday they will that'd yeah. be a smart smart move for them uh moving on to bethesda bethesda had a very weird showing absolutely which weird. we'll get to but um kind of they i mean in terms of things for a plate for the playstation audience i mean you get 
it's over halfway through their show with Dishonored 2 is getting its story expansion with Death of the Outsider September 15th. Um, and then Evil Within 2 got a trailer, an official announcement, October 13th for that. And then Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, got uh, a big trailer, sh- you know, setting up the story. There was a, there was some gameplay uh, thrown in there. It looks ridiculous and, mm-hmm. and great and all that stuff. October 27th, that was it. Their conference for us was at midnight on the East Coast. We were very tired. And, and I think, you know, it being so late, us being tired just kind of made made a little bit worse because it was very short and i feel besides the the two announcements um there at the end it it wasn't the best because the other stuff i mean they talk about skyrim on a switch uh new stuff for the elder scrolls legends creation club which is kind of a a paid premium mod service sort of that is coming to playstation 4 which could be cool you know they talk about elder scrolls online Morrowind which you can buy now I don't know it was a little bit of a bummer conference to me uh, compared to the other years because I always felt like yeah they didn't they don't have to announce a lot of new stuff or anything but what I liked was that big deep dive into certain games into Fallout 4 into Dishonored 2 and I thought Wolfenstein 2 was the game you could do that with of giving maybe a 5 to 10 minute demo of that game to end the conference with and it just felt like a very anticlimactic ending to it and Wolfenstein 2 looks great but I don't know it's a little bit of a bummer yeah I see the thing is that it's very situational why we feel this way about Bethesda and it it's kind of it kind of sucks like maybe if they just do it at a more reasonable time maybe uh-huh. maybe then it would be worth it um see it seems like they only have this uh, conference this year's because maybe they just had to have it in order, like, to keep their spot. I, I, I don't know exactly why they had a conference this year, but uh, what we did see, I, I'm very excited for Wolfenstein, and yeah. I, I really like that. And the Evil Within Two looks really freaky and really crazy, and I, I think that's going to be good but i'm not sure how big that audience is like i didn't play the evil within i might get into it before this one comes out but yeah we watched that trailer and was like uh what the the fuck's happening the thing they did though was they didn't really talk about things outside of this year yeah Uh, that that's all they talked about was stuff this year which can be fine you know i I don't want to be teased for a long time but i like that as a as a policy but if they had something to maybe tease for next year, just maybe one or two things to talk about that are further in the future. That 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 would be okay. Yeah, like further in the future, but not so far off, like an Elder Scrolls Six situation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I I don't know. It, it it just seemed like it needed that. Ju- and one more thing, mm-hmm. but their their uh, presentation of the Bethesda Land thing. I hope they kind of keep that. That was cute, uh, and could be neat. Yes. You know, moving forward, if they keep that, it was it was fun. It had a cheerful vibe to it. It wasn't an awful conference, but it com- just compared to their last two, it was such a bummer. Mm-hmm. But Wolfenstein two this year, I don't think anyone was expecting that. Oh, dude, some of those weapons were just freaking oh, crazy. Yes, and, I, I, and you're going to be able to mount these machines. You're going to be able to take over some of the Nazi machinery. Yeah. And use it against them. So the Nazis kind of invade America. Yes. You're trying to 
take America back. Yeah. Pretty much. Seems fun to me. Yeah. I'm I'm down for this 100%. Yeah. And if you're a fan of both franchises, that'll be an expensive day for you because it, it's the same day as Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Both those games look phenomenal. So I'm like, damn it. Mm. Kind of stinks. But anyways. Um, Ubisoft. I would say, out of all the third parties, personally... Ubisoft had the best show. I would agree with that statement. And I would have never thought I'd be saying that, mm. you know. Um, Ubisoft, they talked about Assassin's Creed Origins. They kind of teased a gameplay demo, you know, later, which was like, all right, whatever. And they showed a trailer. But most of the stuff we already saw mm. from Microsoft's conference, the Crew 2. <laughs> They're going for it. Yeah. The Crew 2 have, has a lot of really new, interesting things to it, it seems. Seems like it has more traditional track-based stuff sports car type stuff um has boats planes dirt bikes buggies off-road racing looks way uh more pretty you know early 2018 they said for that yeah it's do anything for you i mean i'm i don't know i see i don't know how much bandwidth i have for racing games like (laughs) I already got Wipeout this year. Wipeout's really good. Uh, I'm amazing at Wipeout. (laughs) Yeah, you just have a natural talent for Wipeout, which frustrates and annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, I don't know how much, how many racing games I'm going to play because do I get Need for Speed or do I get the crew? I'm not sure which one's going to convince me. Now, the crew does have, like, boat racing, some air racing, some off-road racing stuff and that, like that, but is that going to be better than maybe, like, this kind of narrative-driven type of game that Need for Speed seems to be like? Right. Who knows? Who knows what's going to catch me? It's it's really just, it's up in the air at this point. Yeah, to me, it comes down to the feel. Like, if it doesn't feel good to play this game, I'll just bounce. I don't even care. Yeah, the, the first crew game didn't feel good no. to drive either. It didn't. Uh, but hey, they're doubling down on it, and they're they're really going for it, which is good. South Park Fracture, but Hole got a very entertaining, goofy trailer. Mm. That's pretty much all they showed for that game, which is fine. Yeah, they, it doesn't need a, another big blowout. They did that last year. We know what this game's going to be. So, October seventeenth on that one. Yes. Um, showed off a game called Skull and Bones. Which yes, is a new IP, sort of. It's basically the the ship combat and sailing from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, but it's its own thing now. Fall 2018 for this one. Showed off some ship combat. You can get together with friends and take some some loot. Yeah. It's... Take out other players. And, you know, the combat seemed pretty intense. I'm looking forward to this game. It's It, it looked beautiful. It was definitely a very exciting announcement. Yeah, I, I really like how this how it's being set up is like you're gonna have your crew and there's gonna be different classes of ships that are specialized to do different things and I feel like that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to play around with like what what kind of ships your crew are bringing and it's this is one I've definitely got my eye on as like the next multiplayer game that's kind of like not your traditional multiplayer game that and and Ubisoft has been doing that very well, especially with For Honor. They have like a very not traditional multiplayer game, and I feel like they're really hitting their stride with these. And what we saw was pre-alpha footage, and I hope that they continue building on this because 
it has a lot of potential to be an excellent game. Now, I'm curious if you're just going around the Indian Ocean or if you go like over to the Caribbean or up into like the into the Yellow Sea in Japan between Japan and China. If you like where like the different areas where pirates were like, yeah. And I'm also curious of, is there boarding combat? Yeah. They showed a ship on fire and they went up to almost look like they were going to board it, but then they just kind of, some stuff popped up. They took the loot and like, <laughs> that, that... that'll be a little disappointing if there's nothing like that. Also like, can I just get on your ship and maybe you're the one driving around and, and, you know, navigating and I'm working the cannons, taking out everybody else or something like that. You know, can we get on each other's ships? Or are we always on with our own? I don't know. There's a lot of questions to it. Is there a story? Is there a campaign? Probably, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Going back to that ship combat, if they could bring four honor style combat to the boarding, that would be whew, that would Man. be a game. That that would be a game. That would that would just be some incredible stuff. This could be another one of those, you know, multiplayer games that Ubisoft has that has a lot of legs to it. And they just support for a while, and it just gets better and better and better, and it gets a nice uh, community around it, like Rainbow Six Siege or For Honor. And so, very exciting announcement. They had uh, some people on stage dancing and singing for Just Dance 2018, which was awkward to watch. I don't know. Now my thing. Uh, Starlink, Battle for Atlas. It's so a fall 2018 game. Get some ships. Yeah, some it's little almost, little customizable figures that you. Yeah. I guess you plug into your controller. I guess so. It seemed like a toys to life sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, with some ships and you fly around and you do stuff. Could be neat. I wish we would have saw a little bit more of it. I guess, but mm-hmm. it doesn't do a whole lot for me personally. But I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of ship combat games nowadays, yeah. and this this one's gonna have to do something special to get on the radar, and yeah. they need to show something special. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Steep, which is that extreme sports, you know, uh, snowboarding, paragliding, skiing game that they put out last December, it's getting an expansion, Road to the Olympics, December fifth this year. Mm. So. And and what year are the Olympics? Uh, I think the Olympics are this year, right? Uh, nope, no, 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 no. I legitimately had a brain fart and thought the Olympics were this year, but it's okay. You know, sometimes you just have one of those moments. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Far Cry Five got a gameplay demo. You, you can get doggies. Oh yeah, dogs. Grab guns for you and help you out. You got your squad. Yeah, you can squad up. Get some like guns for hire type of stuff they showed up a little you know a little bit of co-op some airplanes taking out a base it's far cry man bonkers man yeah i mean farm equipment getting that getting that tractor to run over people yeah this game's going to be weird it's going to have probably a super serious story and has a very serious premise to it very dark premise but just chaotic and ridiculous gameplay Mm -hmm. you know it's a weird dynamic. Um, I'm interested in the characterization of like your squad and yeah, your enemy. Yeah, I'm excited for it though. It just I wish it was coming out this year. Well, maybe I don't. There's a lot coming yeah. out this year, but <laughs> yeah. But it's look still, at look at October. <laughs> yeah, it's it still seems like it's just so far off. But you know, it's Far Cry. I'm sure when this game comes out, I'll be 
totally ready for a Far Cry game. Yeah. And co-op, bring it on, man. Last thing they ended with, probably one of the most surprising announcements of this year's show, Beyond Good and Evil 2. They showed a trailer and we were like, is this Beyond Good and Evil? No, it can't be Beyond Good and Evil. They said Beyond Good and Evil is not going to be there. And that, then at the end it popped up, Beyond Good and Evil 2. And it was like, wow. And uh, what's his name? Michelle and Cell was on stage talking about it. Said they'd been working on the technology for the game for a long time. Mentioned something about shared world sort of thing. And it's a prequel. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil. I have not played Beyond Good and Evil. Me either. Um, I plan on doing it now that I know there's a sequel coming and that it will actually be relevant. Um, so I, my biggest takeaway from this is that they have some really cool characters. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What I know it's a CG trailer that they did, but they did a, they put together a pretty (laughs) graphically intensive CG trailer for this. Which leads me to believe that they might actually believe in this project. Yeah, probably maybe my favorite trailer from E3. Mm-hmm. I mean, the characters just seemed awesome. It was a really entertaining trailer. had a big trailer. sweaty fat hog. Yeah. And, and, you know, this goofy monkey. Yeah. That seemed fun. I hope he's the main character. Yeah, me too. I really do. Like I said, I never played Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, it's a game I o- I've always wanted to play that a lot of people talk about. People have wanted this sequel for so long. It is finally going to happen. They didn't give a window or date or year or anything, but it was know, one it, of those it's ga- happening. It was one of those games that people used to say would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it just felt... It, it didn't feel like Ubisoft was coming up on the end of their show. Their shows mm-hmm. are usually so long, and this was like an hour or 15 maybe into it. And it was like, oh, this is the end. And Wow. You know, that was actually a pretty big announcement when mm-hmm. you really think about it. Ubisoft had a good showing, man. I was very impressed. Last year's just went on so long. And we thought we were kind of going to get the same thing because they said they wanted to focus on developers. And there's no Aisha Tyler. and I think it ended up working out better. They still focused on the developers, uh, but they just kind of kept rolling. It's good. Sony. Sony. And now we get... To this conference. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Sony has impressed, I'd say, at least since 2013 in huge, huge ways. All their E3 conferences have been just fucking amazing. This year's was still really good, but I personally, to me, I don't think it hit those same highs. But man, the lineup of first-party games they, they were showing was awesome remember all those cool games we saw last year and then we're like they're so far away though man why did mm-hmm. they do that we saw just about every single one of them mm-hmm. gameplay nice chunks of them and i so before we get into the games i just want to like point out that playstation probably puts on the best presentation of yeah. all the of all the conferences they put on the best like the best show like from practical they do practical effects they have musical performances and not just like not showing off on stage musical performances like we get with just dance people dancing and stuff on stage we just get that that stuff is just they have a great atmosphere to their conferences they do it was the same same kind of presentations last year start off trailer 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 or demo or whatever it was going to be 
Sean Layden came out after the third game, talked a little bit, an hour more of stuff came mm-hmm. out before the last game, said, cool, thanks for being here. That's it. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's it, and that's fine to me. You know, it's kind of Sony's thing. Let's dive into it. They start off with a trailer for Uncharted The Lost Legacy. That game's looking great. Yeah, it's... I'm very excited for I, it. I'm still curious to know if whether or not that it'll be co-op, because you, it does seem to focus a lot around Chloe and Nadine. So yeah. I'm pretty sure we saw both of them in almost every scene they showed. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it has a lot of those Uncharted moments. Yes. So, excited for that one. August 22nd, I yes. think. So, very cool. Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a story expansion. The Frozen Wilds. Got a trailer for that. 2017 is what they said. Yeah, I'm really... Ex- I was surprised that they'd have one out this early. Yeah. Um, But I welcome it. I want more Horizon. I think Horizon's amazing. I think so, too. I was playing it today, and I'm like, damn, this is still probably one of my favorite games of the year. I'm just I'm just really curious where, the, where it goes story-wise. Yeah. Like, is it going to be one of those more contained... Stories about the tribes in in the lore more of this game, or is it going to be about the big connected sci-fi mm-hmm. side of it, or maybe both? I don't know. A lot of what they showed was like really interesting. Like the like they had this one scene where there's like this smoking static cloud over a mountain, and I'm like, what the heck causes that? And I'm almost certain it has to be one of like the one of the machines. Yeah, from you know from. The lore of the game that we will not spoil. Yeah. Um, we did spoil. We did spoil earlier, but to. you can listen to that if you want spoilers. Yeah. I'm curious on, like, length of this. You know, is it going to be a three, four, five hour thing, or is it going to be a big, you know, RPG-like expansion, potentially a yeah. blood and wine 20, 30 hour type of thing? Yeah, I'm wondering, the like, the type of, does it unlock a huge new area, or is it, like, a rehash of an area that wasn't necessarily used all that much. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm excited. Days Gone. Got a new gameplay demo. Very opposite of last year's. It's a little bit more character-focused uh, and then stealth-focused. Yeah. They showed, uh, you know, the guy was walking down the hill, took out a dude in a bush, took a bear trap, set that in a bush, threw a rock, the other guys came over, got his leg trapped. I guess they tried to free him out. The gunshots caused the the freaker horde to come running towards him. Those guys are probably dead. Mm-hmm. Then he moved on, and he's like, "Okay, that's where I gotta go." Uh, you know, snuck into where he's where he has to go. Put some like C four like charges on the dam. Blew it up. Freakers come running in, kill everybody, and then he got to, you know. Got to where he needed to go. Mm-hmm. Very excited to me. I, I'm, I'm excited for this game. It, this demo did a lot more for me than last year's. It's it's a world I want to explore. It's characters that I want to get to know. No date. No date. Um, and it's kind of frustrating considering how far along this game seems to be. Yeah. I. I like what they showed this time because it's it showed that this game was more than just like a mindless zombie shooter yeah. game because what they showed last year was or it just didn't do anything like it was like 
oh yeah, there's this huge horde that you have to figure out how to mow down or escape. Like, that wasn't really, that that isn't something that impresses anyone. Like, I think they were just trying to show off what, how many, how many models they could get on a screen, but that's just, that's not something we necessarily care about anymore. Yeah. It's more about, like, these systems, like, that adding, like, adding, like, kind of, of stealth systems, takedown systems, like, traps, trapping mechanisms, and that kind of stuff. It, that's, that's the kind of stuff that we want to see in a game like this, not just mindlessly mowing down a horde. I agree. It it's definitely seems like a more interesting game with this one. So I'm hoping for next year. Got to imagine it's next year. Hopefully earlier. Maybe we'll find out a PSX. I don't know. That that'd be a good place to to give a date for sure. Um next was kind of a surprising announcement. Uh Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter's coming to PS4. It's been kind of trapped on Nintendo systems for a while. There's still a, a game coming to the Switch, but this is something totally different. Showed off some gameplay of that early 2018, they said, for this one. Looked good to me. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed Monster Hunter on the, on the Nintendo consoles. I think the last time it's been on PlayStation was on PSP. Yeah. That sounds about and that's right. been, that's been a And that's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's going to be awesome to be able to play Monster Hunter with my buddies, my dudes, my pals. And it's going to be cool to see it on a full con a full console version of Monster Hunter. We haven't seen that. Yeah, definitely. And the world part is interesting. Uh, you know, is it going to keep that co-op stuff that Monsters Hunter Monster Hunter has had the last few games? Gotta imagine it would. Mm -hmm. So it looked beautiful. Monster Hunter definitely. You know, a lot of people are like, I would play Monster Hunter, but I don't want to play it on a 3DS. I want it on an HD console that I can play it on my TV. And With comfortable go. controls. Yeah. Like, you know. So here you go. That could be cool. This next announcement is crazy to me. But Shadow of the Colossus is apparently getting remastered. Got a trailer for it. Looked beautiful. Says it's coming next year. One of our buddies just threw it out there as a prediction. He's like, I think Shadow of the Colossus is going to get remastered. And... Yep. It's happening. I don't know. All right. People want this. But I don't know how they predicted that people wanted this because nobody was actually expecting this to ever happen. Yeah. Especially after the dis this sort of disaster that was The Last Guardian. I mean, that game, I guess, sold okay, maybe. But it wasn't. It didn't turn out to be a great game that was nearly as loved as Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. To me, the thing that holds me back for any of these games is the controls. And if they can... I doubt they will, but if they somehow give alternate options for controls, I could be all over this. Shadow of the Colossus is probably one of the biggest PlayStation exclusives that I've like have never played. Or finished. You know? So I'm looking forward to this. And then, you know, Shadow of the Colossus with the power of the PlayStation 4 could be a damn good looking game. Absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, it looked good on PS2 and then PS3 with that remaster, but wow. Mm. So, very cool. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite got a story trailer. Dante uh, from Devil May Cry is going to be in the game. Uh, going to get a story demo, which is out now. You can play it September 19th for that one. game looks cool to me. You know, it's a fighting game. I'm not too big into fighting games, but if I were to get one, it's it's this one or Injustice. 
Yep. They both seem neat. Um, Call of Duty World War II got a nice uh, gameplay trailer, I guess you could say. Lots mm-hmm. of different stuff jumping all over the place they were showing. I'm excited for this game. Uh, I'm, I mean, we, we've talked about I think going back to World War II is a smart move, and this game is just looking very good. Yeah, it looked, it looked really violent to yes. me. Very, a lot of uh, limbs going off a lot of uh you, there was a part where they just sliced right into a guy with a trench shovel yeah mm. yeah and it was very very graphic yeah uh but man i i can i can get behind it it's it's good stuff you know i was thinking maybe they would announce a beta or something but you know probably you know they, they usually talk about and show up the multiplayer stuff at gamescom in august so that's probably what we'll We'll hear about that stuff. PlayStation VR got five games shown off. Yeah. The biggest one being the Elder Scrolls Skyrim VR. Who thought this was going to happen? You know, but that's just doing Fallout 4 VR, but it's only on the Vive. You're like, eh, yeah, that probably won't come to PlayStation VR or something. But what? Guys... I think um, you, you, you might not see me for a while. <laughs> Talk about it. You know, the, yes, Skyrim is old, but it has a lot of legs. A ton of people still play it. still sells extraordinarily well. And talk about a major game to get on your system. You know, Resident Evil 7 was huge. and This is another really big one. If they could somehow, to get Fallout 4 VR, that'd be awesome. But, I mean, this, this will be big. Who knows when it's coming out. Very exciting. Um, there's a game called Star Child, The Inpatient, Bravo Team, and Moss. You know, some of them. I thought were... Bravo Team and Moss looked pretty cool. That first person shooter and then the the sort of like third person action game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Moss seemed kind of like a cute game. Yeah. Uh, and then The Inpatient and Bravo Team is from Supermassive Games, which made Until Dawn. So they're going after VR pretty well. So that's cool. And then we got Monster of the Deep Final Fantasy 15. Um, that is yep, that's that's what we need. We need we need some VR fishing. Yeah. <laughs> VR sitting around the camp eating some food. Ah, yeah. Hmm. Doesn't do anything for me, but yeah. I mean, I know I'm a Final Fantasy fan, but this isn't the Final Fantasy content I want. No, definitely not. But Sony showing, regardless of how these games turn out, Sony dedicating this much time, a solid, you know, what, seven, eight minutes to VR, says, says some good stuff, that they still believe in it and that they want good experiences to still come to, to VR. So that's cool. R.I.P. Vita. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the Vita's just kind of gone. But at least they're sticking with VR, at least for now. Moving on, God of War. Got a gameplay trailer slash demo type of thing. Early 2018 for this one. I am so fucking excited for this. This is looking very good. We saw a lot more combat, a lot more story stuff, a lot more interaction between Kratos and his son. A lot more exploration stuff. The game looks beautiful. The combat looks fantastic. Everything about this game just just give me. And the changing camera angle is so understated. 
how much this does for God of War. Uh, I loved God of War. I love all those games, but the camera was very frustrating sometimes. And now that you can control it, you know, hopefully it's not frustrating, but it's still, it just gives a whole new perspective to this game that, that I want. And it gives off kind of some last of us vibes. Yep. Extremely excited for it. Um, Detroit become human. Mm. Got a solid, you know, demo again. Very excited for this one too. Oh yes, this is this one might be my one of my more anticipated games, especially from Sony's conference. I I just like the scope of this game. It is so huge. There are so many different perspectives, like and the, what they're promising with all these different choices that you can the different ways you can approach the game. It I I'm really interested to see if it pans out the way that they they are portraying it to be. Yeah. Definitely, and it seems like there's a shitload of choices you can do, and you might be playing multiple characters, I guess, in this game. No date for this one either. No. Yeah. Kind of a theme, really. Uh, Destiny 2 got a uh, kind of a story trailer setting up some more stuff with the Cabal. We saw the Cabal without helmet, which they look awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Put it back on. <laughs> yeah. But they confirmed there's going to be an exclusive Lake of Shadows strike. Exclusive gear, ship, exotic weapon in a multiplayer map for the PS4 version of this game. Kind of like Destiny 1. Who knows how good this content will be. The multiplayer maps were fine. Some of the weapons were okay. Uh, the the strike from the first game was not good. That mm-hmm. was exclusive. It was definitely one of the most boring strikes in the game. Probably the most boring still. And... Uh, so who knows how much of quality this stuff will be. But regardless, Sony's laying down some money for Destiny. It's super smart to get behind this game. So yeah. Destiny 2 though. Not that far off, man. No, it isn't. I'm gonna have to make a decision here pretty quickly. Yeah, you will. Uh no word on the beta. No, I they've gotta say something soon. Yeah. Definitely. Spider Man is what they ended with with a very nice chunk of this game. 2018, no date for that. But the gameplay just looked fantastic. It, it you know, the game looks beautiful. Had very fast, fluid Spider-Man-like combat. It almost it's almost like they they took that combat from the movies and like put it in the game, which is awesome and you know, Spider-Man was making some decisions like Spider-Man would of like, you know, yeah, you're a bad guy, but I'm not going to let you fall, mm-hmm. you know, all the way down to the street. I'm still going to save you, but I'm going to lock you up somehow and saving the helicopters and and all that stuff. It seemed su- it was a very cinematic uh showing of the game. The the exploration and, you know, the swinging through the city and the movement just seems spot on. This could seriously be the best Spider-Man game ever. It could be very well the best superhero game ever made. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it has some good competition, I'd say, with the Batman games. But, I mean, it, it seems like it has a very strong showing. It's a good game to end with, but we'll get to, to that then. But Spider-Man doing anything for Oh, you? it's doing a lot of things for me. I might be shooting webs by the time I'm done with that game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> shooting webs during the the gameplay demo well i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna show you any of those webs oh. <laughs> but 
But I, I'm really excited for this Spider-Man. I like the humor that they're bringing into this game, the banter with Spider-Man. I really enjoy the moving around. The moving around is just so fluid, and it looks like it just works really well. Like, the wall running is what does it for me. Like, you're not just going to go slamming into walls like some goon who doesn't know what they're doing. You are a Spider-Man. You know what you're doing. And... It's I I just really like it, especially like the very cinematic events that they put you through. Yeah, I wonder how many of these type of very cinematic, just massive moments are going to be in the game. Mm-hmm. You know how much of it's going to be smaller side mission stuff of saving people and just beating bad guys up, or and how much of it's going to be like. Have this. they announced who the big bad guy is going to be in this? I don't know. I don't know who that bad guy was that we saw. Demo. Yeah, but he that guy didn't seem like he was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Hmm. Don't know who it would be. Doc Ock, Green Goblin. I don't know. Yeah, Shaka. Yeah, that that. I hope they kind of save that. To be honest with you, I want, I want them to save. It. I want to see mm-hmm. who the villain in this game is. I want to be surprised, but I think Sony had a good showing. The thing that it kind of lacked, in my opinion, was, yeah, we got looks at all those games that we saw last year, but no concrete dates on stuff. They still will probably have a pretty vacant first party uh, holiday, which, you know, past few years they haven't needed it. And, you know, they just align with the big third party games, your Star Wars Battlefront 2, Call of Duty, Destiny, and they sell it that way. Still sell really well, and then they keep that going early in the year when all their exclusives roll out. It's smart for them, but still, out of all they showed, two of those things, taking out maybe some of those PlayStation VR games, are actually going to be playable this year. Mm-hmm. And who knows, that Horizon stuff could get delayed till next year. Uncharted's the only one with a concrete date. So that that that's sort of a bummer. And, I, you know, I... In, you take out the PlayStation VR games, there was one new game shown. That game being Monster Hunter World was is still a game from a franchise that gets games in, you know, installments in it a lot. So it would have been nice to see like, oh, and one more thing, here's a brand new game. You know, maybe it's ways off. What the fuck is Sucker Punch doing? Right. Tell me what Sucker Punch is doing. I thought Sucker Punch was like a lock to be shown off. You know, it's been three years since Second Son released, and we haven't heard anything from him. Shuhei, a long time ago, said that he just played Sucker Punch's game. A lot of things change in development, but, you know, I thought that was a lock to at least be shown, you know. It yeah, just, why didn't they show that new Jack and Daxter game? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we talked about, like, The Last of Us Part Two wasn't going to be here. That game's so far off. You know, that made sense. But just lack that just one more thing. Even if it was a third-party game, I don't care. Just like, oh, here's one more brand-new game that's going to be announced soon. But, you know, they teased us so much last year with stuff that was so far away. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to do that again this year. Mm-hmm. They probably could have, but didn't want to. Wanted to keep it a little bit more reined in. So, I mean, they run a tight show. They run a tight t- yeah. show. There aren't that. There aren't a lot of like qu- quantity. Isn't what they're they're going right. for. They they do show it almost exclusively just st- show games. They don't have people standing up and talking anymore. But they they choose those games pretty carefully. I think. Yeah, and and most of the stuff they show and have shown the past 
few years has always been exclusive stuff. You know, Microsoft shows a lot more third-party stuff because they kind of have to, but, mm-hmm. you know, that that's where a lot of those things shine a little bit more than Sony. You know, the, the only third-party games they showed were uh, Call of Duty, Destiny 2, and... Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, maybe. We, you know, we don't know if that's coming to any of the other systems. Maybe some, may, you know, maybe Skyrim VR or something. I don't know. Um, or these, some of these VR games. But, you know, most of it's all exclusive. And that just keeps that gap going between Sony and Microsoft. Keeps widening. Because a lot of these exclusives all look really, really good. Yeah, when you look at what they showed at at E3 in their conference, it does there there aren't that many games that you can point at and be like, why was that there? Like, it, it was like... These are all games that look like they belong in a conference. Maybe the VR stuff, but then again, when you consider that there's not much VR stuff, period, like I think they chose carefully which VR things they were going to show off. Yeah, definitely, and and also you know because they showed off a, a multitude of genres mm-hmm. in their VR. Definitely. Thing. So it's not all these shooting galleries. Definitely. Yeah. Was it was a solid showing? I'd say for Sony. I'm excited about a lot of these games. Um, yeah, that's pretty much E3 so far. I mean, there could be other little smaller things that get announced, which we can talk about. And let's not talk about the predictions. Yeah. Because I goose-egged. Yeah, I think I ended up with, like, four we, points. We, neither of us did great. No. I just, I blanked out. But then again, I didn't really, I didn't really branch out. I Most of my predictions stayed in-house in PlayStation. Oh. I, I probably could have picked a point here or there if I wanted to branch out, but... Yeah, I decided to have a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean they were fun regardless. It's always fun to talk about that stuff. E three is always a fun time. I'd say, uh, you know, it would be fun next week to maybe you know talk about E three this year. You know, mm-hmm. overall and what final the, thoughts on what E three is going to be in the future because yeah. we're, we're by the time we get to this next week we'll have we'll have a better idea of how like E3 actually worked open to the public we'll be able to yeah. hear some opinions on that and that, that kind of stuff and maybe we'll be able to discuss what the future of E3 is yeah and i'd also like to to put together a, you know maybe we come together of a solid list of the coolest games from E3 oh Russia. the coolest games there's, there's some there's some good stuff there are some cool games very some games wearing some backwards hats <laughs> yeah Definitely. So, it's E3 2017. It's pretty much in the books. Yeah, man. I mean, for some reason, I might just be a bit jaded, but maybe I just don't, I don't feel the same magic this year. I don't, I just don't feel it. No, and there was very few announcements that just got me going like, wow. Yeah, the only, the only one got me really throbbing was Anthem. Yeah, I agree. I'd say behind, you know, a lot of the demos we saw from Sony stuff, they looked cool, but I'm just talking like brand new game announcements. It was Anthem and then a very large gap down to probably Life is Strange, to be honest with you. Yeah, and and maybe next week, too, we can talk about some of the major omissions from yeah. E3. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think until then, that that's, that's the show for the week. Thanks for sticking with us. All the way to episode 66. Thanks for being flexible with our release schedule because we are going early this week. Um, if you want to send us questions, you can do that at our email address at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can find us on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at The Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler at Plugged On Vids. That is the YouTube channel that you might be watching right now. And if you are, you should subscribe, give us a like, share this video, share the podcast, rate us on iTunes, do all the things. Be nice to everyone and play your video games because you need to clear your schedule for this fall. Absolutely. That that could also maybe be a fun thing to go over of like these are the games coming out from like now to the end of the we year. Need to As like, of now. We should make like a heat map. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Pretty much. Whew. Yeah. Be a fun show next week. Yeah, it shall be. And until then, we are going to go to sleep because we are very tired. See you then. Toodles.